Chance Time. Hello and welcome to Chance Time, the generic video game podcast that 90% of people probably turn off after hearing this first sentence. I <laughs> am Brian Speakman, and with us we have Curtis Lowe. I'm meeting peeps. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> LaCroix for life! You hear that? You hear this? <laughs> Listen to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I put them in a Ziploc baggie. They're still soft, but wait, yeah. <laughs> and while uh, Curtis enjoys his peeps, we will also introduce Paul Bills, who is also with us. Hello. Is that a thing with peeps? If you put them in a Ziploc bag, they stay soft? I've never heard that. Yeah. I've actually never heard See, that either. My if wife you leave actually... them open, they'll get all hard and gross. Well, my Some wife actually like that, prefers really, them, but... yeah, slightly stale. They need to be at, like, the right staleness, you know? Like, it's like cheese. It needs to be at the right age. You know, if you're a real connoisseur, <laughs> you know what's up. I am not a real connoisseur. I just go <laughs> chewy soft all the way. Uh, for those confused, last episode, the famous feud of LaCroix versus Peep started. <laughs> Hashtag LaCroix versus Peeps. <laughs> I legit didn't remember if that was on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't just on the podcast. It was all over the internet. Yeah. It was a heated sure debate. It was trending at 2.30 in the morning Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The stocks were crazy less this the last stocks. week. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway. Yeah. Great podcast about peeps, you guys. <laughs> well, I guess that's a great transition for uh the first thing that's one thing that we talk about. I I feel like this is probably the part where people turn it off actually. <laughs> The, Specifically, the the joke this is a video. about the one thing. Uh, yeah, because I I think we explained what the one thing was, and then it got really convoluted, and we just never explain it now. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear. It's one thing first. Yeah, we. <laughs> it's the first thing that's the one thing at the same time. Yeah, it's and it's always first. Yeah. Easy. It's pretty straightforward. People are smart. Yeah. Just listen carefully and you'll Great. get it. Now everyone thinks that I think they're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll start with the one thing. Um, uh, sorry, my computer just made a noise and I'm going to try to prevent further noises by <clears throat> making one more noise. Okay. Hopefully it won't make noises anymore. Um... Wow, this is really, really high quality professional grade stuff. <laughs> My one thing, why don't they make more games that are marketed like Pokemon? Where they make the same exact game, but make them variants that you can only get things in your version of the game. And then... Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can like trade the items you get in that that game with other people. Why aren't why can't you do that with more genres? I feel that would be oh, cool. 
I was going to point out how Call of Duty is the same game every year, just like Pokemon is. But... Mm, yeah, that's yeah, a but different discussion. Where's Call of Duty White Ops? Yeah. To go with Call of Duty Black Ops. That's what we need. Call of Duty War More. Be <laughs> Call of Duty Cold War. And then some games, this one game has certain guns, and the other one has right. different gotta, pistols. I don't know. You got to trade with your friends to get all the guns. Yeah. yeah. Call of Duty World War Two. Call of Duty World War Negative Two. <laughs> Bizarro World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I'm trying to think of other games that could work, like your Pokemon thing. Mm, I didn't really think that far ahead. I don't think there are any games that... Is it only games with collecting that you could do it with? I feel oh, like there you was a... into it somehow. There was a Zelda on the Game Boy. Oracle of Ages and Oracles of... Oracle of Seasons. Yeah, but those were two different games. But if you yeah, bought both of them, you could get the true ending. But they weren't the same game with like minor variants, which is still a cool thing, I think. But yeah, I'm trying to think of anything I've played recently that could lend itself well to that. But I, I don't know. Maybe I, I just kind of like that idea where like it I guess it might work with some like multiplayer games or maybe like maybe like something like Super Smash Brothers where the only way to get a character is to trade it with someone and so many people have Super Smash Brothers I don't know if that would be hard to do they kind of did that with the, the stickers is that what they were called the spirits. Where you could own spirits. So sorry. But you could only get all the spirits at first if you also had a save file from Let's Go Pikachu, right? Or Let's yeah. Go Eevee. But then they... Yeah, that's true. But then that they... wasn't other... That was just a cross-promotion. That wasn't like other versions of Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really don't think like anyone else has tried it. Oh, Fire Emblem. Oh, I was just going to say that. Yeah, what Fire what Emblem. were the differences? Because it was the two 3DS ones, right? <laughs> yeah, and it was, you started on different sides of the war. So oh. like you either started on, because it was like, do you pick your birth family or the family that raised you? Okay. And depending on what version of the game you picked, you like went with that family and was there any like thing that you could do with your friends who had a different version of the game the other one uh, that i don't know i think just, the idea yeah. was that you would just buy them both and like play through both campaigns mm, i see i don't think it was like get a friend who has the other one and then you can like have this character in your party or something but was the game pretty different? Uh, yes. And if you bought a different version? Yeah. So basically one was easier because you were like the the family that had like more like the better position at the start of the war or whatever. And then the other one was harder because they like didn't have as much 
Um, so you like started from a weaker position, basically. And I think there was something else to it too, like the format was slightly different or something. I don't remember. I even I played one of the versions. I don't remember the title, but I played the easy version. And I had a friend who had the hard version, and I don't remember us like even discussing we should yeah connect them in some way yeah i don't think anybody really does it like that yeah i feel like pokemon just kind of lends like maybe pokemon was invented to do that i don't know but you think i mean this isn't what you mean but a lot of games have like all the different editions now like when you pre-order and you do get like different pre-order bonuses yeah uh, and there's also like some games do like retailer specific versions that have specific things. That's not as popular anymore, but a few people tried it for a while. That's also not really what you mean, though. I don't think anyone has done it like true Pokemon style like that. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's only like for a game meant for collecting stuff. Right. Where... But I mean, so many games are meant or like have collecting stuff as a major major mechanic. Yeah, that's true. I almost wonder if they did it to help encourage people to trade too. That's another like Pokemon thing. Trading your Pokemon. Yeah. If you can only get certain ones in one version and your friend has the other version, it encourages you to trade so you can collect all of them. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing I like about Pokemon. Is you can do it by yourself, but then like when you have a friend who has the other version like i really like trying to find extra ones for them it just like feels like you're a great team when you're doing it sense of community yeah yeah i'm trying to look up games that would lend to that but is uh i think maybe the yokai watch games did that Mm, that makes sense, but that's kind of similar to yeah, Pokemon, it's right? yeah, it's like a similar idea because you're collecting the yokai. But I don't remember. Well, and what's interesting is Pokemon has never given that up. They do that every generation. Yeah, but but also there's not more imitators like it's not like a standard video game thing to do even though it's so successful for pokemon but it's, it's actually you think about it it's like everything else that's successful gets copied but that particular aspect of pokemon really has not been copied very much yeah because pokemon's like a good rpg but then other rpgs kind of you have your set party members you can ever get. Right. Yeah. Well, it would be it would be really funny if there were two versions of like Mass Effect and you had to like <laughs> trade with your friend to like have some certain guy come aboard your ship or whatever. <laughs> well, what about this? Or like Madden? you have a madden afc and madden nfc you have to sorry what what about this idea 
instead of like selling separate game versions you say okay 50 percent of the games that people download will have this certain item in it but the mm. other 50 percent will have this certain item in it and then it kind of like promotes like the you have to work together so you can both get the item you're looking for right but it's it's not mm. packaged as a different version you just right it doesn't it doesn't tell you what you got yeah yeah that I feel like someone must have tried that at yeah, some point. I can't think familiar. of an example. That's just like loot drops. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a yeah, but it's race. like specific. In Destiny, it's like, you give. Oh, you got that gun. I want this gun. You need to trade. Yeah, but it's not just like. It's not like everything is random. It's like fifty percent of the copies of the game get this one, and will never get the other one, unless okay. you trade. That's it's different to me, I guess. I don't know. If anyone has a better idea or knows games like this, just uh, email us at chancetimepodcast at gmail.com hashtag peeps versus LaCroix. You have to put the hashtag in the email. It's yeah. a special email. Yeah. Yeah. Tweet at if our you email address. email us for anything. <laughs> <laughs> if you email us anything, you have to put in a vote, peeps or LaCroix. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, we won't even read it. <laughs> Ooh, I just got a notification that our inbox is too full. <laughs> um, Paul, what's on your mind today? Uh, so I have children, and congrats. One of my one of my children really likes video games, and he really likes downloading video games like he really likes new games even if they're not technically new it's just he hasn't played it before and i mean this will this will tie into our uh, topic of the day later you know because i have so many games thanks to playstation plus and just being on my playstation for years so he will and the playstation 5 interface makes it like way easier than it than it was before to like look at your whole library and just like pick something and start downloading it so he keeps doing this he keeps finding stuff that he thinks he wants to play and then he'll just download it and so he downloaded i don't remember the official title but it's kung fu panda smash bros oh wow oh yeah oh holly no, that's Isn't different. I yeah. thought I saw Brawlhalla had a Kung Fu They Panda. do. Brawlhalla does right have Kung now. Fu Panda in it. But this is like an old game. Um, I'm trying to... Kung Fu Panda... Showdown of Legendary Legends is the full title of it. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, it came out in 2015. And it's just in my PlayStation library. So, he, you know, it looked it looked fun to him, so he downloaded it. And it's a good reminder that every now and then, you can learn a lot from playing a really bad game. <laughs> 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 like, they have all the right ideas, but there's so many, like, interface things and 
just little things that really add up that like really it's not a great experience all altogether. It doesn't doesn't have great tutorials. Uh, it feels really inconsistent in how it controls. The menus are really hard to follow. And it's just really interesting because like I work so hard to make sure that all the games I play are like really good. So I like avoid like I don't end up playing bad games, but it's it's when you play a game that's like not a top tier game, it's actually really interesting to see like, oh yeah, like that is what other games get right. Like they you can screw this up. You can make you know, it's really easy to make your game trip over itself by making a few bad decisions. It's just a good reminder to me like really good games you 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 need to appreciate all the little things that make it really good that like make the whole experience you know and there's there's people working really hard to like make it smooth and fun and like easy to understand and if they didn't do their job it would be a real problem and so i don't know that's just what i'm thinking about this week is like oh huh like not every game gets things right and so when a game does get it right i need to like appreciate that more that <laughs> there was a lot of work that went into that to make sure that the menus made sense and the player could actually learn the game and and it feels right it doesn't feel unfair or like no, I, I totally pressed that button. Why didn't it respond? All the stuff like that. So I don't I don't highly recommend Kung Fu Panda Showdown of Legendary Legends. But Brawlhalla is good. So if you want Kung Fu Panda, go go play Brawlhalla, I guess. <laughs> A lot of that stuff is the kind of thing where if it's done really well, you won't notice it because it's working right. properly. <laughs> but if it's done poorly, then it gets in the way and then you notice it. Yeah, and it's just like what, like, and it just makes you wonder. Like, did you not play this? Did you not think I don't like the way that works? <laughs> like the menu, like when you're playing single player, it doesn't show you all the available fighters. You have to like just press left or right and like scroll through the whole uh, list. So you can't like look for the fighter you want. Everybody. You have to just like one by one go through every single character. It's just little stuff like that. And, like, <clears throat> I didn't look at first, like, you could put bots in the versus mode. So, like, you had to have two players to play just, like, a one-off fight. But that's actually not true. It's just, like, the interface is really confusing that you have to, like, pick your guy. And then it's not obvious that you can still move your cursor after you pick your guy. And you can go over to one of the other slots and like turn it on to CPU, kind of like Smash Bros, but just not clear at all. <laughs> so it's just stuff like that that I was like, did I'm sure someone brought this up and it was just like, we're out of time and budget, we're shipping this thing, you know? Probably. Um, this reminds me, popular YouTuber, video game donkey. Uh, yes. Did you guys oh, yeah. watch his Mario bootleg, his like Smash Bros. bootleg video? Yeah. <laughs> With like the crazy voice oh. acting. Yeah. What was that? I He said it was like out of some uh, like it was some country that I have not heard many video games coming out of. Like it was a Caribbean country or something, wasn't it? Mm, interesting. 
Yeah. Did you I, see I, that, I Curtis? No, I haven't. Okay, I, I'll send you the link afterwards. It's uh, definitely worth yeah. a watch. Yeah, it's it's something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, Nintendogs had six different versions. Each one had oh. different breeds of dogs and exclusive items. Wow. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think there was any training trading in it or anything. I don't think it like. Yeah, you couldn't like find nine friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Buddy. Curtis, what do you got for us today? Yeah, did you guys know Pac-Man '99 is a thing? I oh, I just saw that. I just downloaded it before we started, actually. So I haven't. Apparently, this happened play. like four hours ago or something, from what I can tell. <laughs> Breaking news here on Pants Time Podcast. Someone already made the joke that Mario died so Pac-Man could live. It's beautiful. So, played it. Get rid I didn't of... know what was going on. The time I just died, and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess that was red, so I guess I should have expected it, but I don't know. It's weird. Uh, did they get rid of Mario 35 or whatever it was? Yep, was that's that gone? gone forever. Forever. Download it. Delete it. From... Online. It's, it's done. From all servers. It might be back for Mario's 36th anniversary. <laughs> Mario 36? Yeah. No, it'd still be 35. Oh. I hope they would increase it every year, and then we would finally get Mario 99. <laughs> In a post-apocalyptic future, <laughs> we yeah. will now have Mario 4 billion. <laughs> <laughs> the, the entire population of the Earth must play Mario. <laughs> the entire population is Mario now. We had to use... <laughs> actual humans to create more Marios. <laughs> this is okay. the future Nintendo wants. <laughs> what do you what do you think? Curtis? Mario, all Mario. Of Pac-Man That's fine. If you really like Pac-Man, it's probably a lot of fun. It just felt like I was doing literally the same thing over and over again. There's a part where when you eat fruit, it repopulates the map with all the dots. Then on like the kind of vertical uh, columns, I guess I'll call them, on either side, um, there's kind of transparent looking ghosts that if you go over them, they'll kind of pop up behind some another ghost and tail them, but they won't hurt you. Then when you eat a power pellet, and so you can eat the ghosts, all of those ghosts are suddenly now edible. And then you can just eat them like really quick in a row, you know, like a combo kind of thing, which is satisfying. Um, and I think that's what sends stuff to other people. But that's all it really felt like you did. It was just, I don't know, was that. Hmm. Didn't really add much else in there, it seems like. And it, when you send obstacles to other people, there's like uh, transparent-looking Pac-Men everywhere on your screen. And if you run into it, they'll chase you. And if you run into them, they'll just slow you down. Just to mess you up, I guess. Okay. Then once I randomly, there's a red Pac-Man, and it killed me. I didn't know it did that. I only saw it one time, and I was like, how oh, did that get here? I don't understand. It was weird. Then there's a lot of other settings that I don't understand. So, you know. Do you think that 
what do you think is the best one? Mario 35, Tetris 99, or Pac-Man 99? A Tetris 99. Or or Fortnite. <laughs> Tetris 99. It's the only one that really... Well, it's the one that uh, Mario 35 would take too long. If you get two people that are decent at Mario, it can take forever for someone to lose, you know? Yeah. Um. So I don't like how long it dragged on. Tetris 99 has the, like really good feedback of what's happening though you know you can tell when someone's gonna drop a bunch of garbage blocks on you mm. you can see it coming um there's a way to kind of get rid of them before they come and it's clear how to get rid of them and you can when you're clearing blocks and getting good combos or whatever it feels good to see you know you can tell that it's causing problems for other people a little easier yeah, Pac-Man. I just feel like I'm playing Pac-Man, and then there's just random stuff popping up on my screen okay. for some reason. I can't yeah, tell why. That's interesting. And I played it like four times, so not very often, but I'm kind of already over it. Yeah, that's that kind of happened to me with Mario 35 and Tetris 99, and I really, out of all three of those, I might say. I've played Pac-Man the most between like mm. Super Mario Brothers, Tetris and Pac-Man. Yeah. But I do think Tetris lends itself better to the Battle Royale for- format even though yeah. I haven't played Pac-Man 99 yet. It just doesn't seem I like still there's go back. To do. Yeah, I still go back and play Tetris 99 randomly once in a while cuz yeah. it still feels like Tetris, you know, and it it's very stressful Tetris, but it's still Tetris at its core, you know? Yeah. So it feels the way it should. And Mario 35, like I said, it was a lot of fun, and I liked how chaotic it got, but at the same time, it was kind of easy to just kind of roll through it without too much of a problem. Yeah, I don't... It's This Pac-Man one hardly feels like I don't even know what's going on. Well, I mean, if you really like Pac-Man, you'll probably like it. I'm I'm gonna try it, and we'll see how I feel. Definitely worth a shot. Yeah. A side note, I just I seriously I saw it on Instagram while I was getting my baby to sleep. I was rocking my baby in his room, and then just saw Nintendo's post on Instagram from two hours earlier. I was like, "Hey, Pac-Man '99's a thing." I was like, "What? Okay." And then I went to download it, and I assumed it was going to be on the featured page on the eShop, you know, because came out two hours ago or yeah. two hours before that and it wasn't there i had to go search for it i couldn't even find it I had to actually do a pac-man search mm-hmm. and when yeah. i did that though i found uh do you guys did you guys remember pac-man versus i do i was a big fan there's a pac-man a free version of pac-man versus that you can play online with other people free did they change that i don't know i'm gonna try it i'm excited to see though well i so that was a lot of fun, especially if we could play with friends. Well, here's I don't know the how thing. much fun it would be with randos on the internet that you can't talk to. But when, from what I understand, that well, not from what I understand, I did play this actually, the Pac-Man versus on the Switch, oh, okay. and it required me to buy Namco Museum on the Switch, and then other people could download Pac-Man versus that free thing 
and then using mine. Oh, we can do is that what it is? Yeah. Oh. But I have it right. if you want to if you want to do it sometime. <laughs> Might want to. So that was a lot of fun, especially if we can like be in the same room. Yeah, because all you need was anyone. Alright, go ahead. All you needed was two switches. One to be on the TV and then one to pass oh, around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's perfect. Yeah. Because for anyone who doesn't know, back in the day, this was on GameCube. And three people are ghosts and one person's Pac-Man. So on GameCube, you had three GameCube controllers plugged in and all the ghosts were on the TV and it was like all zoomed in so you couldn't see very much at all as a ghost. But then the fourth player was Pac-Man and you had to get that goofy Game Boy adapter. Then you'd play Pac-Man on the Game Boy so you could see like the whole screen like normal. But then you're all like right next to each other yelling at each other where you just saw Pac-Man and you're following them and try to cut them off here and all that stuff. It was fun. I had a lot of good times with sleepovers back in the day playing that game. (laughs) Just me, you, and Paul at a sleepover. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Normalize adult sleepover. That sounds weird. (laughs) Grown up sleepovers? Let's say grown up sleepovers. That sounds a little more friendly. Uh, Sophisticated sleepovers. Sophisticated sleepovers. (laughs) It's to sound like we're going to drink fine wine while we play Pac Man versus. Uh, all right well let us get into our topic for today today we will be discussing the behemoth known as the backlog finally we're finally getting to it after all these episodes we're going back to do it (laughs) um that was, that was the joke. Was that was it. That was the joke. Oh, you guys wow. Was a, I think I landed it pretty good. I'm pretty proud you of did. it. Yeah, you slipped <laughs> it right in there. Wow. Podcast ended forever. This go. was the last episode. No, yeah. So we decided we're going to tackle this podcast episode of Backlogs next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how big are you guys' backlogs right now? Well, first, can we define? Oh yes, backlog. How are we defining it? Because my answer could be different based on the best definition. This is how I define it, but you guys might define it differently. I think of a backlog as a list of games, written or in my mind, that I want to play, but might not ever get to them. But, like, it's important to me that I get to them at some point in my life. Okay. So it doesn't just mean how many games do you own that you haven't played? Not for me. I think that's part of it, though. Right. Okay. I always thought it was ones that you own that you spent money on saying, I'm going to play this. Then a year later, you still haven't played it. Okay. I... I feel like, yeah, I think that counts for sure. And I think those ones are more important. But like, for example, I don't own Hades, but I really want to play it at some point. And I know that I will buy it. Will I ever (laughs) play it? (laughs) It's the question. (laughs) (laughs) 
so should we all come to a consensus on whether uh, I like it's your, lesbians? Yeah, I like your first definition. I think that's the best discussion because games that I oh well <clears throat> if it's just games you have access to but haven't played between everybody giving me free games like that that's never ending like i think i could literally play that's games. For, <laughs> i could play games for years and not buy another one but that's not what it means that's dumb uh games that i actually purchase and uh like i spent money on but i haven't played through yet and i'm not counting humble bundle because those are basically free yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that is actually probably not that big. But if it's just games I want to get to, that's probably actually a bigger list. Like just games that I, I want to get to, but haven't yet. That's probably a bigger list than games I've actually already purchased and thought I would play, but haven't. Yeah, I kind of feel like, especially right now with the amount of games that come out, and it, every it seems like every month there's a game that people are talking about, especially if they're very into video games. Yeah, well, and, um, at least once a month, sometimes it's like every couple weeks yeah. depending on the time of year and sometimes three amazing games come out on the same day exactly um i think it's inevitable to have these kind of uh just like this kind of problem where like you want to play the best and newest games but there's just not enough time I think I had a different point I was going to make and then I kind of lost my train of thought as I was talking <laughs> because I just basically said what a backlog was again. Why it's happening. I don't know. So Basically all it is is prioritizing what games you want to play. Yeah. So what... Well, <laughs> so... Is there a way that you guys keep track of the games that you want to play but haven't gotten to yet? Or do you just kind of have them floating around in your mind? I I mostly have them just floating around in my mind. I got that GG app or whatever. Mm -hmm. It lets you easily make a list. Um, I have it open right now. So you can put a, a want to play. So there's your backlog. A playing and beaten, completed, shelved, and abandoned. So you're just straight up done with this game forever, which I think is funny that that's a category, but it's important. <laughs> uh, so and I have it and one. realistic too, yeah. Um, so I have like a, quite a few games on here, but like this is almost one where I'll just put whatever games. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, let me back up. <clears throat> so I have that. I don't use it very much but it's there it's a cool thing if people want to do that because then you can do it cross-platform you can have whatever you can have switch games playstation games xbox games whatever games on there um so that's nice 
we can categorize it and keep it all organized. That's cool. Um, the other way is just to keep it in my head. And then the third way is wish lists. <laughs> mm, yeah. Actually, for stuff I haven't yeah. bought yet. Especially on Switch, because it's really easy for games to just get buried in all the other games that release on there, you know? So if I see an indie game that has any interest to me at all, really, I'll put it on my wish list so I don't lose it. Mm-hmm. The next time if there's a big sale or whatever, I'll go on there to see if there's anything I want to grab, that kind of thing. So I guess I have two backlogs, or the ones that I bought and I want to play, and the other ones that I haven't bought. Maybe I want to play it, I don't know yet. I actually want to add a third onto there that I have a big backlog of this as well. Games that I've started that I want to finish that I stopped playing for one reason or another. That's why you have this GG app. You can put playing, or if you want to stop, you can put it in your shelf thing. Sorry, this isn't a promotion of this app, but, you know, it's a thing. I think that works when you dedicate your entire life to video games. I think... What gets hard about the backlog for me is I've got other things in my life I've got to do. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of games that I want to play that I don't think I can honestly ever say I'm going to get to them all. And I kind of think that's like, there's always like a new game that I'm interested in. But when I'm in those like kind of times where I don't really know what to play, I think that's when I'm kind of going to dip into my backlog. And at this point, there's so many games in my backlog that I almost get like choice paralysis from that. Yeah. And then I end up just thinking about games that I'm going to play and not playing any of them. Anyone relatable, not relatable. One way, one way I cut (laughs) down on that on PC. Uh That's where I have all the freebies. <laughs> mm, yeah, I've bought like two games on the Epic Game Store, and I have like fifty games on there. Um, <laughs> or the ones that I want to play, I'll download, and the rest I'll just leave in my library, hanging out. And that was Steam too, because my Steam library is giant as well through because of Humble Bundle and stuff. So stuff that I definitely want to get to, I'll download. So it's just there. Mm-hmm. But then when I get there, I look at stuff that's already downloaded. Like oh yeah, and then I just it up and play it um sometimes sometimes i say i will go back to a game but i rarely ever mean it like i'm trying to think how many times i've actually gone back and beaten a game that i had like left for a while the only one i can even think of right now is assassin's creed odyssey yeah i I've done it a few times. Breath of the Wild was one where I beat Ganon and then I played other games and then I came back a few months later and did all the shrines. And then I said to myself, and I did the DLC, uh, the second one. I could not finish the first one. But the... I still have side quests and Breath of the Wild, and I kind of have that in the back of my mind as well, that I want to go back and do that. 
and then Octopath Traveler is one that like I beat half of the game and then got to a point where I needed to grind and every once in a while I'll do a few battles in Octopath Traveler because I really liked it and really want to get back to it but I don't know if I'll ever beat it because I don't want to grind I just want to get back to the story yeah but I I don't know. I kind of feel like there are some games like Horizon Zero Dawn is one that I started recently and then kind of stopped. But I really like the story and so I want to get back into it. But there's just other games that have are grabbing my attention a little more right now. So I don't know. Yeah, I think I definitely don't like keep a written list anywhere. I do have a growing Steam wish list. How many but games at, are on that wish list? Um, I guess I can look right now. Twenty-seven. Okay. Do you? How many? Could, does the Switch count? How many games you have on the wish list, Curtis? Yeah, it does. I was just gonna jump on mine to see how many I have. Okay. I want to well, say I'm in like the 70s. <laughs> yeah, my Steam wish list is currently at 97. Nice. That's impressive. Yeah. It's a good way of keeping track of stuff that you maybe want to play. Steam's the same way as the eShop on the Switch. Stuff will get buried if you're not careful, you know? And it yeah. Steam's a lot better at, uh, what's the word? Curating games. Yeah, maybe yeah play that is very true. Switches. Nintendo stuff. Yeah, eShop, if eShop's terrible at like discovery. Yeah, you have to know worst. exactly what you're looking for. Um, update. I was wrong. I was very wrong. I have 142 <laughs> items on my wish list on Switch. <laughs> wow. Just uh, a bunch of stuff. That I'm like, yeah, it looks like a cool game. I'll buy it if it's on sale, kind of thing, and I'll put it on there. You know. Here's here's something that I don't like about the wish list. The Steam specifically, they email you when something's on sale and you want to play it. Yeah. And then sometimes you end up buying it, even though you're not going to play it now because it's such a good deal. And then now I'm not keeping track of that game <laughs> because now it's just sitting in my huge <laughs> Steam library and I forget about yeah. it. Yeah. But Steam also does the like spring cleaning event every year, doesn't it? Yeah. Where, I like, haven't really got into that, though. Yeah, but it tries. Like it does try at least once a year to get you back into the games you already <laughs> bought but haven't played. Yeah. Uh, my Switch wish list is only two games, so I really. Yeah. Mine, I think, is like. What what games are they? Uh, Thronebreaker, The Witcher Tales, and Murder by Numbers. Thanks. Yeah. And honestly, I will probably never buy or play either of those, like if I'm being <laughs> honest. <laughs> I believe mine is... I know Picross 3 and Picross 4. Oh, Picross S3 and Picross S4 are on my wish list. Yeah. And then... 
the legend of brave Yamada is on there. And then a lot of it is like the Splatoon DLC and Mario Rabbids DLC and just like a bunch of DLCs. Most of mine are always like Switch exclusives that I've got on the wish list. Yeah. I think Azure Gunvolt Strike, I forget what it's called, but it's like a Mega Man one is on there. Right, right. Yeah. Twitch is just where I play most of my indie stuff. Yeah. Nowadays, so that's why it's so long on mine. Makes sense. I don't play a lot of stuff on my Steam account as much anymore. But... Fair. Did anyone buy a game today? I did downloaded Pac-Man 99. Does that count? <laughs> mm, yeah, that counts. I also downloaded Pac-Man 99. I also bought Control Ultimate Edition because it was $15. Nice. Nice. Control, actually, so I was going to say, I do keep like a very short mental list that like, I don't like actively... Like It's just like, there's always one or two games that are like, yeah, I really do want to get to that after I finish this thing. And Control is that game for me right now, where it's like, if, you know, if I finish Assassin's Creed Valhalla before Pokemon Snap comes out, that's what I'll do in the meantime. Uh, But in all likelihood, that will not happen. And then I'll have Pokemon Snap and then I'll have Returnal, and then I'll have Deathloop, and I don't know if I'll ever play Control. Yeah. Do you... Here's one thing that I kind of do to manage my backlog a little bit. Is I will have my social game, my PlayStation game, my Switch game, and my Steam game. (laughs) (laughs) Where, like... Sometimes I'll go all in on one of those, but like the Resident Evil games, I have always been interested in them, but I never wanted to play them by myself. And then I had a group of friends who also wanted to play, well, they, they're okay with watching video games and we started Resident Evil games and now I beat Resident Evil 2 and 7 and started 3. But it's kind of a way for me to like be able to play this game I wanted to play. But it's more of a dedicated time where, like, okay, when these friends are over, we're playing Resident Evil. And it's a great time. But I know those those situations don't always come along. But, like, same with something like Until Dawn where like I was able to make until dawn like a party experience by inviting a bunch of people to yell out what I should choose. And it ended Mm. up being really fun. And because I had all those people to entertain, it forced me to play that specific game because no one's going to watch me play like, I don't know, horizon zero dawn. Maybe some people would. But if I had like <laughs> 10 people over, 
right. you need a little more interactivity. Yeah, it yeah. wouldn't work. That's yeah. just weird if you're playing something like yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> hey, you guys want to come over and watch me play this? Uh, I do think a lot of people, I mean, not in the same way you just said, but I think a lot of people have like the multiplayer game they play, they're currently playing with their group. Yeah. And then yeah. the single player game or games that they're in. I think that's very common. Uh, I don't know. Do you even put like multiplayer games in your backlog? Yeah. Those are kind of games where you don't really like finish them, you know? Yeah, you I mean, keep going. Yeah, but there's games that like I want to go get more into that and like learn the game better. Like Apex Legends was that way for me for a while. Where I was like, oh, I should just grind it a bunch and like get really good at it. So it was like kind of in my mental backlog. But that's kind of past now, and I don't know if I'll ever play Apex Legends again. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, like, like, I probably the game I've had the most cycle back events. I don't know if that made sense, but the game I've gone back to the most is Rocket League, where I'll have like intense periods where I'm playing it a lot, and then I won't touch it for months. And then I'll go back to it. And so I don't like I don't know if it ever counts as like in my backlog, but it's like I, I want to go back and be playing it, but all my friends are playing Overwatch, so I won't play Rocket League for a while. I don't know if that like counts as backlog. Probably not. I wouldn't say because this sounds like you kind of had your fill. Like if you never played Rocket League again, probably oh, put in enough time to it into it that it feels like no way. You know, don't talk about never playing Rocket League again. I mean, you know. Courtesy, it's Rocket League. <laughs> Whoa. Hot take. Um, I get what you're saying, like, though. That it's, like, yeah. it's not like there's content left unfinished. Yeah. You know. I, I do agree with what Curtis said. Like, it's not going to be unsatisfying if you don't get back to rocket league Whereas, it's not like a closure like that i needs got to happen i got still, my money's know? worth yeah, yeah like yeah. i i know the game it's not gonna like it's not gonna be like yeah. oh you didn't you didn't finish chapter three of rocket league you don't know what really <laughs> happens <laughs> i mean uh, yeah i could see an argument for if you're into achievements and you have like yeah. half of the Rocket League achievements and you're like, oh, I want to get the rest of the achievements and you go through and try to get those. But as far as just... Or like, if you do it like ranked, you want a certain rank. Yeah, I could see that too. In that queue, I don't know. I just don't ever really... I don't know. I have a hard time putting online games like that into my backlog because those are the kinds of things where I'll just play them fun. Maybe I'll play them again later on in life. Maybe I won't, you know? Yeah, I think something I don't know. For, for me, Rocket League is also an example where or even like Fortnite or Apex Legends or any kind of competitive game it's never like a thing that I'm like I want to be playing this 
by myself. It's always like if I can get a group together to play, it's fun. But I'm never like actively thinking like I need to get back to this. Yeah. But I know that some people might be able to argue that they do feel that way. Some people probably prioritize those online multiplayer games, you know? Yeah. Like a lot of guys in that my League of Legends group will play ranked to, you know, to climb. Want to hit gold or whatever this season, you know, and they want to improve and that kind of thing. Whereas I'm usually there just for a fun time. I don't yeah. really care about my rank at all. Yeah. So I don't ever really put something like League of Legends, you know, on the same pedestal where like it's just there. I'll play it if I want to. If not, I have other games I want to play. And like actually play through, you know. Here's a question for you guys though. I'm curious to see what you say. Um how how do you play your games? Like do you have bunch of them you play at once or do you play say i'm gonna play this game and finish it and i can't play any other games until it's done i am what are those like habits i guess usually a focus on one game at a time keyword usually because i i do get Uh distracted sometimes but like for but i can usually gauge how much i want to play a game as well for example, I bought Paper Mario and the Origami King when it came out. And mm-hmm. I started playing it and I was like, oh, I like this a lot better than I thought I was going to. And then it became apparent that I wanted to finish the story, but I wasn't like itching to 100% it and put like a million hours into it. And so I kind of knew, like, oh, I'm enjoying this. I'm going to play till I beat the story, and then I'm going to move on to the next thing. But I feel like there's other games that I'm playing, and I'm like, uh, I'm losing interest. I'd rather play something else. So does that mean you're done with that game, or do you ever intend to go back to that game and finish it later? Some of them, I, like it? Some of them I do. Octopath Traveler is a good example. Okay where I I do want to want to do the rest of the story but I it's the hurdle is putting in all the work to grind all my characters up and get back to mm-hmm. a point where I can do the story without dying a thousand times um and Horizon Zero Dawn is another one where I was enjoying the story but it's also a long game and so and also like a game that i would rather be playing binding of isaac came out the new dlc and so once that came out i kind of would rather play that than horizon zero dawn but i think i could get back into a mood where i want just to experience a story in a game and once I do that, I've got Horizon Zero Dawn sitting there for me to pick back up. Yeah. Paul? Okay, okay. Uh, <clears throat> I actually work pretty hard to 
to not make rules for myself about what I'm going to play. Um, like I've seen a lot of people like they have like strategies to manage their backlog or they have like, um, I don't know, very specific goals of like, I'm going to finish 15% of this game per day so that I'll be done by this date. Mm. I, I don't know. Um, for me, when I when I'm free to play a, a game, I play the game I most want to play at the at the moment, and I don't worry too much about what I did before or what I'll do later. Or at least I try. Um, but my habits, you know, trying to follow that philosophy, what I end up doing is I pretty much have one game at a time per game modality. What I mean by that is there's a TV game, whether that's a Switch game or a PlayStation game. So I have my like TV game. I have my PC game, which is like when the TV is occupied, but I'm free and I can sit at my computer. There's the game I play there when I have that free time. And then there's my mobile game, which sometimes is a Switch game played handheld and sometimes is actually the mobile like my phone so it's like I, I i pack these games into the slots where where the time could be uh, where i can fill the time and i'm usually playing one game at a time per per mode so like right now assassin's creed valhalla is my tv game league of legends wild rift is my mobile game and loop hero is my pc game and when I feel like I'm finished with those, then there will be like one replacement game, you know, in each. And then there, each of those is running in its own cycle. Um, so like maybe I'll give up on Wild Rift at some point and move on to something else. And I, I know there's like an expiration date on Valhalla. It's April 30th because I will switch to Pokemon Snap as soon as I can. Um. But then you're just gonna go back to Valhalla though when you're done with Pokemon Snap. Well, no, because Returnal will also come out on the same day. Mm -hmm. I want to play that too. And so, yeah, actually, as I'm thinking through this, I think this wasn't obvious at first, but as we think and talk about it, I think more what I do is like preemptive backlog management. So since March 8th, 2015, I have had a a note in OneNote that I have pretty religiously kept up to date ever since then. And it's called Games to Watch For. And it's my, like, every time I watch a live event or an E3 or a State of Play or a Nintendo Direct, stuff that interests me goes onto this list. And then... It's categorized into what I want, might convince me. Uh, that's, the only, that's the only two categories. So there's like what I definitely know I want and what might convince me, like what I'm watching for. And as release dates come out, I order the list based by release date. And pretty much most 
years since 2015, it's just worked out that like I can only really be playing one game at a time. So I know what I'll be playing in the future uh, because I can look down this list and be like, well, that comes out in May, that comes out in June. And, you know, that's just what I'm going to be playing. So I think I avoid a lot of backlog because I will, I will actually kind of like force myself to pick like, you know, these both come out in May. I really only have time for one. What's going to be the one I get. Um, and like stuff may stay on the list as like, maybe I'll look back at it later, but usually it's very rare that I actually go back because there's always new stuff coming out that I'm interested in. So if, if it comes out and it lost to something else, for me at least, it's, it's likely that I'll never get back to it because there will be something else coming out by the time I'm done with the thing I chose for now. Um, so I didn't really think about this when we were talking about like doing the topic of backlogs, but I think this is really how I manage my backlog by managing my, my future log and just being like, I, I know I only have time for one of these games. So this is the one I'm going to buy in this like space. So even though I did order both Pokemon snap and returnal, I pre-ordered both of those and they come out the same date. So that kind of goes against what I just said, but those are two very different games though. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and and one can be on Switch. It can be the mobile quote unquote game. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Ryan, what are you saying? No, and also Pokemon Snap will take you one weekend to beat and then you yeah. focus only on returning. <laughs> um That's very true. So with this logic in mind, would you say a backlog is a list of games that you're interested in playing but aren't good enough to be playing now like a, a yeah, list of games yes. that you could potentially go your whole life without playing but if you have nothing else to do you can choose yeah. from that list of games <laughs> yeah it's kind of like the silver medal list the like seemed interesting but just didn't quite get yeah. my attention honorary mention yeah yeah also say at least for me personally any like long games i get put on the backlog are in like grave danger of completely falling off the backlog forever <laughs> yeah assassin's creed was one of those i really was into that series up until assassin's creed 3 and when i came, when that came out i just wasn't around to play it um and then i just i i just haven't played it and I tried to play it. When was that? Maybe a couple months ago. I, I still don't know what happens to Desmond or whatever is that guy's name is. Desmond, Damien, I, whatever that guy's I name is. I think it is Desmond. Is it? I don't anyway. know. I didn't. I didn't play the early games in the series, so I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember his name. I don't know what happens to him. Still, it's been <laughs> eight years almost now. I still don't know. So I was like, I gotta finish it, you know. And I started to play it. And I had initially I had played a long time ago. I had played like the first part of it. And I remember this the intro being so long and just ugh, I didn't really. I was just like, just get on with it, you know. So then I tried to play it again, and then I was on the part where you're like sailing from England to the Americas, and I was like playing this dice game with this random guy on a ship, and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I can't do this. So Assassin's Creed Three is officially off my list forever. <laughs> 
I've never, and honestly, like any Assassin's Creed at this point, they're all too long for me. And now I'm just kind of like over that whole series. Like it, long games, yeah. especially if I don't, yeah, I got to have a lot of interest in those to play them. Yeah. I if mean, they're on my backlog. I'm like, I'm not going to play you, you know, there's no way yeah, I don't have time for it. And if you're, if you're not already like exciting enough for me to actually pick up and play it initially, like I'm not going to prioritize you over something else, you know? Yeah. Um, I definitely have had games like that where I have spent the full $60 and I have started it. And it's hard because it's like I, I bought this full price game, but at that point it's sunk cost. Yeah, you, even if you yeah. <laughs> force yourself to play the game more, you're not like getting more value for your money. Like you, you spent the money, it's gone. Um, but yeah, like, that's what I mean when I say, like, I try not to give myself too many rules uh, where it's just like, I'm going to play the game that I feel like playing and I'm not going to worry too much about what's out there or like what else I could be doing. It's just like this. I have this free time and I'm going to use it how I want. So one for me was the Division 2, which I bought as kind of a social game because my my game group that I usually play games with, we're all getting it. So I was like, well, I'll buy it too, because this is the thing we'll be playing on game night. Uh, and that never happened. And that game, like that's one of the most stressful games I've ever played. Like it like was like physically exhausting for me because playing it solo first of all, it's very difficult. Like, I feel like they don't scale it very well for solo players. They're kind of like, they really want you to play with other people, so they kind of push you yeah. toward that. Um, but, like, because it's difficult playing solo, it's, like, exhausting. Like, you have to be really on top of things to, like, make it through stuff solo. So I played it for a few hours, and I was like, I'm just, I'm just not going to. Like, I don't care that I paid full price for this. Like, I have other things that I would rather be playing. So like, sorry, like I'm moving on <laughs> and I've never gone back to the division two. And I, I feel no desire to ever go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like you and Assassin's Creed. Like, I feel like some people do feel like they like let that, that would be in their backlog. Like I need to get back to it. I paid full price for it. And I yeah. don't, I don't think you that's should how do I would yourself. be yeah that's how i would be and that's why i like hardly ever pay full price for anything <laughs> right well i think unless i like really know i want to play it and play the whole thing i'm not going right. to pay a full price for it I'm not going yeah to. i think that's why i'm so careful with my like future list where it's like i need i need to prioritize it because i don't want that to happen but like I like playing stuff when it first comes out because I like like going on Twitter and Reddit and seeing like what everyone's saying about the new game and like being a part of that conversation. That's mm -hmm. half the fun of video games for me is like knowing about the hot game mm -hmm. of the minute. But yeah, I That's have fair. to really yeah. pick. I have to really pick my battles of like this is one that I will invest my money in. Um, another one that I got really burned on. I guess we talked about this with hype when we talked about it, but it was Fallout 4, where I thought, yeah, that this is the game for me. 
everyone's going to be talking about it and it's going to click and I paid full price for it. And at least that one I could trade, I traded in back to GameStop and got something else. So I kind of got some money back out of it, but um, yeah, I guess that's all kind of different than backlog. But for me, it's like, I realizing, I think I just try hard to not have even a mental backlog where it's just like, I'm going to play the games that I can in the time that I have. And if I miss something, it's gone because I, I just want to move on to the next thing that's more exciting to me than going back. Yeah, I agree. I think part of managing a backlog is the willingness to let go of something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. How did like, this, yeah, you this know, podcast just I don't think so I'm ever going to. <laughs> gotta let go. I don't think I'm ever gonna beat Dark Souls 2, and that's okay. Because I put a bunch of time into that on my PlayStation's or my roommate's PlayStation 3, and then his PlayStation just died and my save file is gone forever. I don't I don't know if I want to play through the whole all of that again to get to where I was, you know? <clears throat> and that's okay. So I'm sorry, Dark Souls 2. I'm sorry, Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> Wish we had more time. <laughs> so, uh, here's my question then. I know this is true for you, Curtis, but maybe not so much for you, Paul. Are there games that you don't get to that you know you want to play that are technically games that you plan to play again? Going back to just the original backlog? Um, I think there are games that I like try to hold on to, but if it's been too long, I will just give up on it. Okay. Like, uh, like, like, but like, like control is a game right now where I do feel like if I have some space in between games, I do want to go back and actually play it. Like, but like, I don't know. I also thought Concrete Genie looked pretty cool. And I I told myself when it came to PS Plus a couple months ago, that's one I'll actually play. But I think I've already kind of let it go in my mind that mm-hmm. I I just don't see a time in the future where I'll ever have a chance. So I'm not like counting on it. So I go through that cycle a lot where there's like, uh, like for a while, I really was like, I definitely need to go play 80 Days. This was like years ago. Um, everyone's talking about how it's like revolutionizing video game narrative. And I really care about video game narrative. So I'm going to go. I, I, I'm, I got it on Steam. I think actually it was gifted to me or I got it free somehow. So I don't think I paid for it. But it was like, I, I remember a good long while where I was like, I... I after I do this, I'm going to go back to 80 days. Uh, I just, it never made it to the top. And now it's like completely let go in my mind. Like I, I just won't go back to it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, also sometimes I surprise myself where I like, I do have a lull in between releases and stuff. And I look back through my, library and i'm like oh actually right now i am feeling like i do want to play this so i'll you know download it and play it but yeah like i said i try not to give myself too many rules yeah and so i could download it and try it and be like ah never mind i actually didn't want to play this i remember now why i didn't play it in the first place you know <laughs> so but i 
re-delete it, I guess. But yeah, so I guess I do keep games like that, but I try very hard to keep that list short. Um, Because I try to be realistic about like, with video games especially, you really do only have so many hours in a day and like so many, you know, so many days and like, like if you were somehow super rich and never had to work another day in your life, you would still have to prioritize what games you play because there are more games that a whole lifetime could play, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> so like everyone has to deal with this. And so I, I try to just be realistic about like how much time do I have? I'm just going to make my decision and I'm going to live with it and I'm not going to like hold on to, oh, but I'll get back to that one. Because the other thing that's that's always true is there will always be new games. That's the thing about backlogs is like there will never be like a lull where just no one releases games for two years and you can catch up. So you kind of just have to, in your mind, be balancing. Does this does this game like if I don't care about it now, am I ever really going to care about it? Like, is there ever going to be a time where there's not something just a little more interesting to me? Um, and so, yeah, I, I try to keep that perspective and just kind of let stuff go, honestly. What about you, Curtis? What games are ones that you know you'll get to or that you really want to get to? Or does that happen? Um, well, that definitely happens. It's the thing where I don't... I'm different than Paul because I don't... I hardly ever buy stuff day one. All the stuff, single player stuff that I play is like way old <laughs> compared to, you know, like I'm still playing, I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm only four years late. It's fine. Stuff like that, you know, and I'm still having a good time with this. So I'm cool with it. So that way, if I do fall off, it's like, ah, it was I got it on sale for ten, fifteen dollars. It's fine. I had fun with it, and it was interesting. But there's some. No, oh, we lost you. Did you? Uh, it just kind of cut out. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I was saying that, like, since these games that I play are a lot older, I don't put that much money into it. So then I don't feel like any guilt if I play for a few hours, and then I just say, "I ah, never mind. It's not my thing." Yeah, and then move on. Um, but I tend—I don't know. It's like when I got so I got my PlayStation Four when we started this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. We were talking about it, and that's when, like, I made a list of PlayStation Four games that I definitely want to play at some point. And I don't think it's very long. Um, one of the ones. I did put on there was Uncharted. That's probably not going to happen now, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I haven't played any of the Uncharted games, and so I'm four games behind. So uh, that you know makes it hard to want to play those because that's a lot of Uncharted to play. Yeah, and I just don't know if I want to at this point. Where as like Horizon Zero Dawn, I don't have. This doesn't feel as daunting to play Horizon Zero Dawn. Which is probably ironic because I don't know how long the Uncharted games are. But Each one be surprised is if, about like, ten hours. Are they? Yeah. So I could easily put in 
40 hours into Horizon Zero Dawn. Or I could easily put in 40 hours to the whole Uncharted series. But that seems more daunting to me. <laughs> That's more intimidating because <laughs> I feel like I'm catching up. Um, and so, like, yeah, especially like on PlayStation as well, those games are harder to prioritize or like I have to really, you know, decide what I'm playing because I don't have as much time to play my PlayStation because either my wife's playing or my wife's uh, watching a show or my kids are up. And a lot of times, like, I can't play those some of those games around my kids because, I mean, my oldest is four years old. It's just not going to happen. It's not appropriate for her, you know, that kind of thing. So it's like, okay, it's 10 o'clock. I have an hour to play a video game. So, you know, I have to really, you know, be mindful of guess, guess of game I do want to play on my PlayStation. Um, That's pretty... Yeah, so when I got my PlayStation, I did make a list. And right now it's Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, Bloodborne, and the Final Fantasy VII Remake are like the four games that I'm like, I have to play those ones. Sure. That's really interesting then to me. I just kind of play them how I feel like it because I'm kind of, I started God of War. I thought it was cool. I'll probably go back and finish that once or start it again once I finish Horizon. But right now it's like Horizon and Bloodborne and I haven't gotten Final Fantasy VII quite yet. I just, I bounce around a lot. Okay. So it kind of seems like your style of games are like, your style of playing games is solely based on backlog. Like you wait till there's a huge backlog and then kind Pretty of much. delve into it. Yeah, and, unless there's like a big game that I'm like, I have to get that game day one. Yeah. The last one I think I did that with. I'm trying to think. It might have been Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> mm, I know one more recent. Oh, what was that? that you got Animal Crossing? Luigi's Mansion, I believe. Or did you get Animal Crossing? Oh, that's no. probably the most recent. Animal Crossing more recent, but I okay. did do Luigi's Mansion. Those games are also like Smash Brothers, like my favorite one of my favorite game series of all time. So I knew I was getting that day one, no matter what. Yeah, like it had to happen. Um, Animal Crossing. I was working from home just then. I feel like I was one of those people that are like, I just need something to do. So I bought Animal Crossing. And now that I've played it for like sixty hours, I'm like, ah, I'm kind of done with it. Yeah. Um, like Luigi's Mansion was short and sweet, you know, and I played it enjoyed the whole thing and finished it and i'm done with it but it wasn't like a huge commitment so i was okay with it like i guess what i'm saying is i like shorter games sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah i i think i'm a mix between you and paul where there are a lot of games that i do want to play day one um and that, like, I want to get to eventually, but, like, I know if I don't play them when they come out, I won't ever get to them. But then I also got a PlayStation 4 after it had been out for a long time. And I really wanted to try the games that I had heard people talk about now that I had access to them. 
And that was a little harder for me to manage because then I had to look at this huge list of games and choose, okay, what's the first one I want to play? And what's the next one I want to play? And then once I played Spider-Man and God of War, then it became a lot harder to choose because those were the two that I heard so much about. And then the rest were kind of like, these are good games, but they're not as like revered as Spider-Man and God of War were. And so I kind of looked at the ones I would like and picked and chosed. I pick and chose, no, picked and chose that which ones I wanted to do. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, there, I want to try these, but there's also so many other games. The one, the games that end up getting on my backlog the most seem to be indie games where I kind of save a lot of indie games for when I'm in the mood for a short experience. And so I've got a lot like untitled goose game was one for a while that like I knew I would love it, but I didn't play it right when it came out. And then when I did, it was like a few days before I did everything. But it was a great experience because I knew it wasn't going to take a long time. But then opposite of that was Dead Cells, which when that came out, everybody was talking about how great it was. And it seemed like a game I would really like. But I kind of feel like now that I've not played it at this point like i kind of feel like that was one of those ones that like it would have been more fun to play when everybody was talking about it and i still think i'd like it now but i don't know if it will ever be as enticing as it was at that one point yeah. i say if it wasn't interesting enough for you to buy it day one probably not going to be interesting enough now <laughs> i you might as well get something that you know you're going to be interested in while i agree with that i do think i'll really like it and so it's hard for me to let go of it even though i know that there's part of me that already let go of it and for me that's <laughs> kind of where the backlog comes from is mm. like video games are fun and I want to have fun with a lot of games. But I don't know. Am I robbing myself of that fun by not trying all the games that I wanted to play? I say if it's one you definitely want to try. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just going to say if like wait for it to go on sale, you well, know, I already bought it. That's the, the point. That's the other problem oh, okay. I have is it goes on sale, okay. I buy it, and then it goes in my, I bought this backlog. <laughs> so maybe you need to make a rule where if you buy it, you got to at least try it. But then... You're not going to have time to even give it a shot. and Don't buy it. I don't know. I think that's... Just spitball on here. I should do. And I, I think I manage my Switch backlog the best. Where my Switch, if I buy something on the Switch, I usually play it enough 
to know how much I'm going to want to play it. But I think I kind of miss the mark with Steam and PlayStation, unfortunately. Where I think Steam and PlayStation have a lot more options that I haven't played. Whereas with the Switch, I bought the Switch day one and was lucky enough to have the funds to kind of buy games as they came out. And the time to play them enough to know how much I wanted to play them, I guess. And so I think I prefer that, but I think as more games come out and as my time is divided between more things and how my finances change and things like that, I think it be it does become harder and harder. And I think it does become smarter to pick and choose a lane like you guys have of I'm going to wait till a game is on sale and then play it or I'm only going to play the games I want to play and then kind of just leave everything I didn't play in the <laughs> dust. Right. The thing for me about Steam sales specifically I get tempted by Steam sales all the time, but it also seems like the games that I'm tempted by on Steam are constantly going on sale. So yeah. it's easy for me to be like, well, by the time I'm ready to play it, it'll just be on sale again. So I'm not going to buy it now. And it'll probably be on better sale by the time I'm actually ready to play it. Mm-hmm. Another aspect for me on Steam is I don't have a good gaming PC. So some of my wish list is like specifically dedicated to when I have in some distant future, when I have a good gaming PC, these are the games that I can't get anywhere else that I want to buy and play on PC. And I guess that's a type of backlog, but it's like a very specific type of backlog. I think that counts. That's the ultimate backlog because it's the back backlog of... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i will play these I, yeah. when i get i i kind of feel like that's similar to curtis's right the ps4 situation. Yeah, that's what yeah. i did with yeah. the playstation yeah yeah like planet zoo is what i'm thinking of that like that yeah. game's been out for a long time but i know it won't run on my laptop and if i ever have a good pc it's probably the first thing i buy because i'm very interested in it but i can't play it in any way right now i guess that's why it's different in my head it's like it's not that another game was prioritized over it it's that i like i couldn't play it i do not have the hardware to play it yeah um and so there's a couple other on my wish list that fit that category but like the one i really feel is planet zoo like that's the one that i actually like am frustrated i can't play (laughs) (laughs) And I've been very close to buying it on sale a couple of times, just as like, so it'll be ready when, when I'm ready. <laughs> but like, I, I've, I've avoided it so far because I can talk myself through, like, by the time you are ready, it'll probably be like eight bucks. <laughs> yeah. I do that a lot too, where a Steam sale happens and I like have to talk myself through it. Like, okay, <laughs> do not buy all this stuff because you will <laughs> buy... 10 games for a dollar, maybe play one of them. 
and then forget about the other That's ones. That's worth it. <laughs> Basically, a game you wanted to play for a dollar. That's a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I do remember. I do remember when I first got. Uh, this was how long was this now? Seven years ago, probably. Um, I got a laptop that was a pretty decent laptop that could run basically any game I wanted to play. <clears throat> and this, so this would have been 2014. And I, that was when Steam cells were like bonkers. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like, like Steam cells are still good. You know, we still got some good deals on there. But I just remember getting on there and just seeing so many games. Maybe it's just because this is like my first gaming PC like ever basically so I, I was like holy crap look at all this stuff i can buy for like two dollars five dollars like heck yeah and i just i went crazy again <laughs> i haven't played like any of those games still <laughs> so now that i'm i'm more mature in my ways and i have <laughs> three kids and a wife and a mortgage on a house and all that now i'm like hmm, i'm not gonna play that right now though so i'm gonna wait and i won't buy it yeah. now I'm now that I'm at this point in my life, I can actually say that about Twitch games and PlayStation games, whatever games you know. I could be like, when I actually want to play it, it will be on sale, I'm sure. Yeah, that's why I haven't gotten the Final Fantasy VII remake quite yet because I don't. I want to finish one of these longer games first before I start it up. Yeah. So that is. I, I keep seeing it going on sale for like thirty bucks or whatever. Every other like every month it goes on sale somewhere on Amazon or Walmart or Best Buy somewhere it's on sale. So I'm like I'll just wait, and it'll be on sale when I need it. I'm sure. So yeah, that is one thing that I also kind of do is, I guess one way of managing my backlog is kind of what we touched on before is like I mentioned dividing it between my steam game, my PlayStation game and my switch game. Mm -hmm. Like I do that too. Yeah. Horizon zero dawn is the game that I'm going to play on my PlayStation. If I play something on my PlayStation, like I will not really play anything until I finish that game. And I, I might dip into like Sackboy if someone wants to play multiplayer with me or if like I want to play Tony Hawk for a little bit, maybe I'll dip into that. But like for the most part, uh, it'll be horizon zero dawn and same on my switch. Like when I was playing Mario 3d world, that was the only game I was going to play. And I didn't allow myself to really buy a new game until I finished that. So we kind of touched on that a little bit, but maybe more formal way of saying it. Yeah. 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 Good to have those categories. I get to, <laughs> I have, so I have those three. I also have a long game I'm playing and I'll throw in a short game. Cause <laughs> if I play a long game for too long, then I, I get tired of it. You know, yeah. I have a hard time stringing up the energy to jump into it again. That's why I played Titanfall too. So it's like, yeah, the, you know, the campaign lasted me like a solid week and then I was done. And it was nice to, you know, play something, enjoy it, and then be done with it. And then I can keep going into my big old open world game or whatever. Um, 
then I have my more casual game. You mentioned Tony Hawk. I have that too. I'm just playing once in a while. Um, that also falls under my category of family-friendly games. So if I want to play something and my kids are around, I'm like, it's okay if they see me play Tony Hawk. And my oldest, my four-year-old, will try to play it once in a while. And it's funny. She got hit by a car like four times in a row one time. She thought that was pretty hilarious. The Fall Guys falls into that category as well as a family game. Um, my, I almost bought Bugs Snacks today because... I took the day off work today because of getting the COVID shot and I wasn't feeling too great. My wife really wasn't feeling good. So I was kind of watching the kids all day and I was like, they like the bug snacks video. I could buy that. That's one I kind of <laughs> wanted to play. I didn't buy it, but I'll fall into the family category as well that I could play around my kids and not feel guilty about it. You just need uh, PlayStation plus Curtis. You would have bug snacks and final fantasy seven for free. Already. I know. I'm just, well, I know Final <laughs> Fantasy VII is one that I want to play. I want to have the copy in my hands, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't want it contingent on my PlayStation Plus subscription. I need to yeah. have it in my hands. I need the disc. I need the case. It's one of those games for me. But I'm just, I feel like oh. I'm too late to the party for PlayStation 4. PlayStation, blah, how do you even, how about this? PS4, PlayStation Plus games. I feel like I'm just too late to the party. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I really want any of these. And then there's just more games that I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to actually play that. So right. I'm going to save my $30 because $30, I saw it on sale subscription with PlayStation Plus. That's also a thing that always goes on sale. I think it's funny. Yes, it does very frequently go on sale. Anyway, a separate topic. But yeah. <clears throat> I bounce around in games a lot. It's weird. Well, have we solved everyone's backlog problems? I have actually, as we've been discussing, I I have removed five games from my Steam wish list. Oh wow! From oh, I'm just like, where are they? I'm curious. Uh, I don't remember now. Like Monster Train was one of them that I took off. You know, I like the the roguelike deck building genre, but there's like a million of them now, and I don't think. I just I will never get back to Monster Train, even though that's one of the most popular ones. Like, I just don't super dig the art style, and I just know I'll never get to it, so I took it off my wish list. And there's a few like that where I'm just sitting here as we're talking, where I'm just like, yeah, I just I I will never get to that, and I'm okay with that, so I just removed it from the wish list. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I guess I feel good. I feel I think that feels nice to be like, yeah. you know what? Sorry, I'm never gonna get to you. So well, because I like my wish list to be like this is stuff I actually do plan on getting to. And if it gets too long and unwieldy and it's like I don't want it to be meaningless. I want it to be like, yeah, this is an actual plan I have. Um and these are games I'm actually excited about rather than just like I don't know, there's kind of that feeling where it fits a genre or an aesthetic that you've liked before. And so you feel like obligated to care about the game. Mm-hmm. I often like end up putting those games on my wish list, And then I look at it later and I'm like, I actually like don't care to really play this game. Why did I ever put on the wish list in the first place? And there's a couple of times where I bought games where I'm like, well, it just, it checked all the boxes. But it's like, I actually really don't care. Like I'm not really going to play this, you know? So I try to be careful now and not, buy those games and like only 
really put things on the list that it's like, no, like when things line up, I really do want to play this. And so I try to try to keep that like honest with myself, I guess. Yeah, I just looked through my Steam wish list and I can't delete any. <laughs> I can see me having fun with each and every one of them at some point if I ever play yeah. them. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But there are some on here that I have for historical purposes that I don't know if I... <laughs> like... What does that mean? <laughs> like, I have the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney trilogy on my wish list, which I am okay. interested in because I know it's, like, a popular game. And for the historical aspect of it, like, I'm interested in, like, a lawyer sim visual novel. Like, one of the most popular, like, visual novel games. Mm -hmm. I would be interested in playing it to learn, like, why that's one of the most popular ones. But I don't know if I would ever, if I would actually get into it if I tried it. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. I have a problem. Here's... Another question. I don't even know if Nintendo supports this, but on Steam, do you spend time ordering your wish list? And I guess in general, do you order your backlog? Or is it like these are the games? Or is it like this is the next game? And then if I have time, this is the next game. I don't order anything. <laughs> it's just a list of stuff just stuff yeah then i look at it if i like oh, i want a new game to play i'll look at it and see if anything catches my eye kind of a thing yeah that makes sense my number one is usually the one i want to play i'll usually change something to number one and every once right. in a while i'll like move stuff up but looking at it now it's definitely not in a particular order right my number one is Hades, which I know I intentionally moved to number one because it's one I really do want to play. Right. But as like a roguelike with so much to do, I think the reason it's on my backlog is because I know it's a time sink. Like it's going right. to be a really fun game, but I need to know that this is the only game I'm going to want to play. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, I just hate feeling like I'm forcing myself into playing a game. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I don't think it just people starts do to that. feel like a chore. I don't want to do it. Yeah, no. I I've had a lot of people say that, and it's like then don't you know? I feel very strongly that you should just never do that. You should never feel like you're making yourself play a game, like even if you have spent money on it, like sunk cost, move on. Yeah, there's only so much free time in your life. Exactly. And if it's really like a thing, like there's so many games, like so many old games that you probably haven't gotten around to. You could go back and play. Right. You know? Yeah. And there's a lot of things into that. That I was going to, I almost mentioned this in my one thing that Horizon Zero Dawn, I started playing on easy mode. Because the fights with the machines, sometimes they felt like it took so long, you know? 
yeah and then i'm like oh that was intense and then i'd go around the corner and then there's like a whole bunch of them like right in my way i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah i mean just almost felt more like a time sink than difficulty so i just stepped it down and easy and i'm having a lot more fun now because yeah like, I know, that might be the best i feel like so much of a time sink now yeah play on easy mode that might be the best backlog yeah. tip of all like you don't need to prove anything to anybody if you're just here for story let yourself be here for story. Especially if it doesn't it's a, matter. Especially if it's like a really old game that no one's playing anymore by yourself. <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. If you're playing like old Super Nintendo games on your Switch, like use the save states. Who cares? Right. Yeah. It became more convenient like for yourself. It, so you have more fun and enjoy it some more, you know? Yeah. It's meant to be entertainment. Like, there's no like bonus points if you do it perfectly you know it's that's what makes it like fun for you then do it that way play out yeah you, you know what you guys are saying right now to me is the same argument that people make to me of why they buy off-brand cereal instead of name brand cereal <laughs> <laughs> like people tell me their reasoning sounds right i don't see anything <laughs> wrong with that but there's something about it to me that just doesn't taste right. <laughs> I gotta have the cartoon mascot on it that I know <laughs> for it to taste the same, to taste better. So you're saying you also you gotta play on hard mode? Not hard mode, but definitely normal. I can't I definitely can't get normal. myself to go to easy. <laughs> yeah, go below normal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I normally do, but. But it came down to feeling like it was either like it was legitimately like hard or it's just I'm doing the same thing, but for longer, I'm going to go down to easy. I, again, it makes perfect, complete sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think you are right, but I just I don't know if I'll ever be able to bring myself to do it. All right, sometime. It's, it's nice. <laughs> uh I don't know if I can. Well, if you ever do, we'll have a special episode dedicated to discussing Ryan's feelings <laughs> about <laughs> easy mode. Easy mode, yeah. I do I do want to say that another way people have kind of figured out a way to do their backlog or met, like play games that they weren't going to play is through stuff like a podcast or Twitch streaming or making a YouTube video out of it where instead it like, if you've got people who watch you on Twitch, like that changes the experience. Mm. Yeah. Where you, you have an audience that says like, Oh, play this game. And then you can get to it. Like most people don't have that luxury of having an audience who will watch them. But like, I know I've, played games on twitch before and even though maybe one person drops in like here and there like it's still more exciting knowing that like it's a different feeling to be like broadcasting it yeah or if you make it oh, like i play fall guys oh yeah four-year-old is my audience yeah <laughs> and yeah it's... Thought, what was the one we we're doing i think it was the egg one where you gotta like the three teams and you have to get all the as many eggs in your basket as you can mm. and i just got in a fight with this random guy trying to st- 
she just thought it was so funny when, you know, I'd be <laughs> running with an egg and someone grabs me from behind and then the egg just randomly launches up into the sky and then it falls mm-hmm. and we're all yeah. like falling all <laughs> over ourselves to grab it. She just thought it was the most hilarious thing. That's awesome. Then I tried to play Fall Guys after she went to bed. I'm like, this isn't as fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I need my four-year-old laughing at me. I do agree with that. Or like, that is the same experience I had with Resident Evil. Where like, I'll be honest, I'm too scared to play bet, it by yeah. myself. But with I, when <laughs> I'm like... That game would be fun, yeah. Yeah, when I'm with my friends and we're all screaming at the same parts, it like... It's such a fun, fun time. But yeah, I feel like you can kind of simulate that by doing Twitch or something like that or making like a project out of it. But I know that's boring for some people. I kind of like that (laughs) where you're like, I'm going to play these 10 roguelike games and see what they have in common. And then it like becomes more of a interesting experiment to me than not recommend yeah. that or saying that I'm going to do that. But <laughs> just saying like, I don't know. Like I think achievements do that for me as well. Where like, I kind of want to go back to the games that I don't have all the achievements on and get a few more. Cause I think that's kind of fun, but I know not everyone agrees with that, but it's just another way to kind of like, it's the it's... same as the spring cleaning that steam does yeah i mean that that has been like i have done that before where that's been the reason i went back to a game is i realized i had 80 percent of the trophies and i looked it up and i was like i could finish this and i have actually re-downloaded and played a few extra hours of a game specifically just to get the achievement like i also liked the games yeah but it was like it was like the tipping point for me was well, this one or this one. Well, I have eighty percent of the achievements in this one, so let's do that one. I think that's only happened like once or twice for me, but I think it's it's a legitimate consideration if if you even sort of care about achievements. Hmm. I do think we should do some kind of experiment where we all play side on a game we maybe we haven't all played and we play it talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Talk about it later. Yeah. I think that's a good idea, though. Here's a question for you, though. Have you guys ever bought a game on more than one platform, finished it somewhere else than where you started it? For reasons. The only games I think I've bought on multiple platforms have been multiplayer games. Yeah, I can't think of anything. I know, I kind of know where you're going with this. But please explain your reasoning. Oh, I was just curious. Because um, you, you've done Like that I mentioned, that. yes, I have. I, I mentioned the um, PlayStation thing where I don't have a whole lot of time to play my PlayStation sometimes, you know? Like Friday night is when I'll play a lot of it because I don't have work the next day, so I can stay up a little later. Um, the Switch is where I have more time to play just because of the convenience factor. I can take it with me, you know, squeeze a few minutes here and there. Um, so I have repurchased games that I got somewhere else. 
and buy it on the Switch because then I'm like, well, I'll be able to play it, just enjoy it and get through it because I like that game. I just don't have the time to, you know, it'll be nine o'clock and I'm like, I finally, 9.30, I finally have time to boot up my computer and try to play this game. But then I only have like 30 minutes, an hour. I don't get very far in it, you know. I was just curious if you've ever done that. Um, Dark Souls is the first one that comes to mind that I did that with. <laughs> That's just a game. It's one of those games where I like so much, but it took me so long to get through it because of the convenience factor, because it's really long. Remember, I bought it on my Xbox 360 back in the day. Then I had to sell that. So then I was like, I'm going to play it on my computer. But then like the, the port wasn't very good, so it was kind of hard to play it there. Then I finally bought it on Switch again. Finally beat it. And I've come really close to buying a lot of other games that I have on my PC on Switch because they came later. And I'm like, oh, maybe I actually spend more time with it there. Hollow Knight is one. I also bought again, beat it on PC. And then I'm like, I want to play it again, but I want to play it on Switch. So I did that. I almost bought Cuphead lots of times. Stuff like that. I was just curious if you guys have ever done that before. Yeah, I kind of feel like I haven't, but mostly because I'm in a different situation where I am not married and I don't have kids. And so I kind of feel like I feel like I am still pretty busy. But when I'm at home is generally when I play video games. And, like, I'll play the Switch, like, during my lunch break and stuff. But because I have means to play these games, different games at home, I usually just buy the ones that are only out on Switch. Like, the Mm -hmm. exclusives on the Switch. And then buy the other stuff on other things. And so I, I I don't really do that. Did you say you did, Paul? I forgot. No, the only games I bought on multiple platforms. Multiple I think that's right. Yeah, Overwatch and Rocket League are the only ones that come to mind. Yeah, I got Rocket League on my Switch too. I remember buying it specifically because that was when we had our second kid. I remember I'd play Rocket League while I was rocking her to sleep. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, you got to wait to make sure that she's really actually asleep before you lay her down. Did we already yeah. talk about the right. fact that Epic Game Store changed my screen name to Moldy Frog? <laughs> what? On Rocket no. League. <laughs> we did not, but... Okay, maybe I'll I'll save this for my one thing. I think I meant to save it for one thing, but it, it's very frustrating, and it's impossible to change and i'm i do not know what to do about moldy it. frog yeah that's uh, really funny super weird <laughs> well they did that for everybody basically when the epic game store took over rocket league mm-hmm. yeah and you had to like merge your accounts in a very specific way that i didn't do and i don't know if a lot of other people did <laughs> So yeah, it kind of just and like so lost your account and made I, one for you. I have my Steam account, but it also has a separate screen name, Moldy Frog, that I'm kind of curious that if I'm playing someone on a different platform, 
if they only see moldy frog or if they see the yeah, steam screen. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I want to. I need to play it on a Epic Games. I don't think I've played Rocket League on the Epic Game Store yet. Well, and I want to try to see what name it gave me. Well, you. I still play on Steam, but because they want you to like merge with Epic. Right. It's like technically gives you a new, but I also have an Epic Game Store account. And so I was trying to merge that, but it is very, very difficult to do. And I. That's funny, though. Do not know. I think Moldy Frog is a great gamer tag (laughs) (laughs) or whatever. Great username. Yeah, it really, to me, it feels like. They're really trying to stick it to me like, you didn't merge this correctly. You're a moldy frog now. Yeah, moldy <laughs> frog. <laughs> Deal with it. That'll teach it and not merge, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, does anyone have anything else? I think... Uh... We've said everything possible to say about backlogs. Think so. We fixed the problem. We did it. Good. No one can ever complain again. Yeah. Don't guilt trip yourself. It's the moral of the story. Yeah, I think that's a good rule to follow. But also, don't spend a ton of money on games that you're not going to play. <laughs> Unless you're a millionaire. <laughs> Just, well, it's okay to miss out, you know? Yeah. Probably not millionaire. Maybe billionaire. Yeah. Probably it's a billionaire. lot of games. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there's someone who's bought every game on Steam? <laughs> they, like, treat it like a collection? Oh, man. Can you imagine? There's there's certainly people who seem to be trying. <laughs> but I, I I doubt anyone owns the entire Steam library. I don't know. Maybe Maybe somebody does. Maybe when this is over, I'll have to do some Googling. Can you yeah. imagine? How many games are on Steam? At least 100. <laughs> At least. <laughs> I don't know if there's a way to check yeah, I, that. Uh, I have no idea. 2019. Publicly available. 2019, there were 8,033 games released. That's one year. Man. Here we go. January 13th, 2019. So this is two years ago. Steam now has 30,000 games. Okay, so it's not Uh, impossible. uh, Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. February 12th, 2021. So this is like a month old is all. Anyway, Steam just reached 50,000 total games listed. Yeah, so it's not totally impossible that someone just owns the entire catalog. Do you think, I think they should do, you know how like some developers are like, buy our entire library in the Steam bundle. They should just uh-huh. do a Steam one where it's every game on Steam. <laughs> 15% Can discount. you imagine? The, right? Can you imagine someone who owns the whole Steam library? Like, yeah, what game you want to play? And they like open up their whole library thing. It's, it's like... One of fifty thousand. Like, oh. I've only got a couple that also, installed. That also means you just I need have to, to get like, a new hard drive. 
you'd have to like religiously be watching for any new releases. Yeah, it sounds like a nightmare. Keep it current. You'd have to buy it, eat it. I think you'd literally have to buy a game, like a few games every single day. Yeah. Not just a few. I feel like you'd have to buy (laughs) like a hundred games a day. Dozens. (laughs) Either that or you're really good about buying everything in the Steam sale. Well, let's see. So 2018... It looks like at least what I'm looking at at 9,050 games. So we'll do quick math here live. 9,050 divided by 365. That is about 24 games a day being released. Totally doable. They should just have a premium Steam subscription. Like ten thousand dollars a month. Mm, yeah, you get everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, yeah, there's got to be someone who would do that. I mean, it, you could probably even do it for a thousand dollars a month. All right, here's my guess. I'm gonna Google right now. Meet the guy who owns every <laughs> game on Steam. We're gonna see if that's a real article. <laughs> Meet the man trying to finish all the Steam games is the first <laughs> one. <laughs> to finish? Yeah. Not just own, but finish? Alright, let's... Uh, we probably don't have that time to I, go into this. That, I guarantee, is impossible. Okay. Here we go. This one, this article says the obsessive Steam collectors who own more than 10,000 games. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the guy's name is, his Steam name is Multitasker. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And he uh, has a Reddit thread in R Gaming where he posts updates on Project Finish All Steam Games. There's just no but way. This was in twenty. This article is written in 2016. Yeah. And it says he something. He has to have given up on that by now. Yeah, it says there are over 3,500 games on Steam in this article. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, that's, it says that it, it the Steam calculator tells me he spent $15,000 so far at this point. Well, okay. well, I know what we're talking about next week. <laughs> project, project, chance time, finish steam, <laughs> finish steam. Between the okay. three of us, we could definitely do it, right? Oh yeah, pretty easy. All right, so. I mean, we- we each I, only have to play eight games a day. Oh, wow, this... Sorry for going down this rabbit hole. There's a, there's a guy on Steam. His username is Tech Analyst. He owns 19,522 games. Wow. Oh my gosh. He His average game completion rate is 59%. 
What? Wow. Yeah. And so it's crazy. That's but that's all the games he's played. So it's not all the games out of all the games he owns. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was going to say that's that's way different king right there. <laughs> but he still has 148 perfect games and 11,287 achievements. Wow. So I kind of feel like he's He's playing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Certainly going for it. All right. Well, I'll my recommendation, games. my recommendation would be to not do that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Well, he's That's the conclusion it. of That's this the podcast. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Well, thanks for coming to see James. Thanks for coming thanks, to see James. Uh, yeah. Did anyone have anything else? I didn't mean to abruptly end this. I think we were on that track anyways. Yeah. I, uh, I think that's it. I'm doing that. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, Curtis. Goodbye. Thanks for coming to see James again. Some peeps. <laughs>